All right, the two of you stay here for a moment, and uh, I'll pray with you guys. Here, just give me your hands. Father, I thank you for bringing Stephen and Donna here with us tonight. Lord, thank you for your spirit and that you, um, you know exactly the time and the season that we live in, and you've prepared us and them to meet this time head on. And so, Lord, speak by your spirit to us tonight and um, bring us into understanding and revelation of how you would have us arranged in the body in Jesus' name, and amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much. Love you. Love you too. Amen. Hallelujah, church. Hallelujah. Amen. So good and such an honor to be here with you all today. And I believe this is not just by happenstance. This is a divine appointment. And everything that we do in life is divine as long as we have our eyes fixed and focused on Him. Amen. Well, I am Steve. This is my wife, Donna. We are the Mirabellas. And I do spell my name S-T-E-P-H-E-N. And Stephen spells his name S-T-E-V-E-N. So, yeah. Anyway, so proud of those guys and what they're doing. You know, uh, they are definitely warriors in the Lord. You know, and we... We just love it. All of our family members are. Donna and I, we've been married now for 43 years. Amen. Amen. Still going strong. Amen. And we met when she was 13 and I was 14. And we've been together ever since. And how many of you know when you find a good thing, you hold on to it, eh? Yeah? (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I just knew in the beginning that God had something for us. Really. Even though I didn't know much about the Lord, I was raised Catholic, but I just knew there was a God, and there was something in this relationship that was going to just define us. Amen? Amen. We have four wonderful children, two boys, two girls, and each of them are serving the Lord. They're all married, yes, and whether they're abroad or here in the States, you know, missions does not stop no matter where you are. We're all missionaries. Thank you, Pastor Sidney, Jen, thank you so much for this opportunity. You guys are just wonderful. And we thank you guys for being part of our family, our family, our son and daughter, and giving us this time to be with you guys and share about the goodness of what God is doing. And the stories you're going to hear today is not just Stephen Donna. It's not Stephen Donna. It's about God and what it's what he is doing. Amen. I do want to just say that um, we've heard about you for years, and, yes. and I feel like we've kind of always crossed paths, and we heard about you in Turkey. Every time we left, you came in, and vice versa, and I told Stephen recently, I'm like, one day, we're going to meet Sydney because we've been praying for you, and, and have thanked God over and over and over and over for um, the strength and the support that you've come alongside of our son and, and our family for. So can't even tell you how grateful we are for the kingdom. Amen? This is the, this is the family of God. This yeah. is the family of God in action. So we're so thankful, so grateful to all of you. And, and also, yeah. Alan, yeah. would you stand, Alan? Alan had a chance to share part of Tanzania with us. We actually met him in, in Kurdistan. Kurdistan, and where God made the connection, and then later on God called him 
to Africa to share uh, with some of the tribal people who are there, which will explain who they are. And thank you, Alan, for coming and being part of this. And Donna and I have been serving in East Africa now for 29 years. It's been part of our life. It's just been a mission work that God has called us to do. Um, he's given us that direction. Um, if you, Isaiah 6, 8, who shall I send? And Donna and I said, Lord, send us. Send us. It's about giving up yourself for the sake of the call. Amen? I just want to share a little bit about Tanzania. Tanzania is going through about a four-year drought right now. Darren and I usually come home during this time of rainy season because you can't get out, you can't get anywhere. And, but it's been lacking in rain. And when you have lack of rain or water, cattle die, farms don't grow, so there is famine. You hear the cries so much. It's an urgent time. And the urgent time. Out of 16 million people, 28% of the population lacks safe drinking water. Out of 63 million people. Yeah, out of 63 million people, 16 million people, which is 28%, lacks safe drinking water. 44 million people, 73%, lacks access to safe, or bathrooms in general. We just want to thank you, church. And that's just a little bit of what's happening in Tanzania. Don's going to share some stories here, some testimonies of what God is doing. Well, I just want to let you know that, <clears throat> so we, God has sent us to um, the least reached or unreached people groups in Tanzania. And our motto is like where the road ends is where our ministry begins so kind of wherever there's a road you're going to find a church right the church is there praise god but out in the mountains and and places that people don't want to go is where god has sent us so um we there we go to the southern region and there's uh, groups in the southern region there's groups all over that are just hidden tribes ancient tribes and um, so in Tanzania, Kigoma, where we're based out of, <clears throat> is called the witchcraft capital of the country. And then the southern region in the mountains where the Lord has sent us, that the people from Kigoma say, oh, that's where all the famous witch doctors that hit the country come from. So um, the Lord has sent us out that way. And I just want to tell you, as a quick report, that witch doctors are getting saved. Amen? Amen. The Lord is faithful. He's so faithful. So when you go to the, out in the southern region, um, the Lord will just have us. He's given us one thing to say, and we've said it until he tells us to change it. It's what we're saying. And um, so when we go up to... Um, this tribes, you kind of follow footpaths, and you um, you know footpath is going to lead to a village. So we'll just trek that way. We go out with backpacks. We take the road until you can't anymore, and then we hike. And um, so you come to a village, and usually you'll your first person you're going to meet is the witch doctor. And the crowd slowly gathers, and we stop, and we just say we we're looking to speak to the king of the village. 
and the crowd kind of gathers. And when the king comes, you know he's come because he walks a little different. He kind of holds himself a little different. And you'll, you know because everybody bows down on one knee and they all clap very slow with their head down. And we basically, what the Lord has told us to say is that um, the God of heaven has sent us. He knows you here and he loves you. And he's inviting the whole world to know him. And he doesn't want to leave you out. So can we stay and tell you about him? And up to today, every village that God has sent us has said yes. Amen. We have, amen. We have 26 villages now. And what we do is when we travel down south, we have an outpost base. And from that outpost base, we are able to reach the rest of the village within that area. And so God is just yeah. incredible. So that's the first video. And we'd just like to take you in to get a glimpse of Tanzania. And then we want to just bring um, a word. The Lord's given us a word. So, amen. If we could see that first video. Peter, get out of his way. Every year when we go out, there's so many obstacles, and you never know what you're going to find until you're out there. Amen. Each one of those pictures just has just stories of just hearing the voice of God. You know, you set out on an expedition, and you may have what you have in mind to do. But um, the Lord is Lord of, of our calendar. Amen. He's Lord of the plan. He's above any plan you're going to make. He's Lord over all. And um, that little baby, we were uh, supposed to leave. Did you see that little baby in the picture, right? That baby was um, seven months old. And we were scheduled to leave. Um, we had guests, so you have a plan, and you're trying to you know, do the things that your, our itinerary says. And as we woke up in the morning, the Lord just said, not today. We're not leaving today. And um, I brought it to the team, and I said, the Lord said, not today. We'll go tomorrow. Like, not today, not tomorrow. He didn't say tomorrow. He said, not today. So I came to the team, and I'm like, I feel like God said, not today. So we kind of all got together and sought the Lord, like, okay, Lord, so now we're here. You know, what are we here for? And a mama came running from uh, about a three-hour hike because she heard that um, people of faith were there, and she brought that baby that was dying. And um, anyway, and we got to pray, and then we got to get the baby out. So we canceled, like, our trip, our expedition to get the baby out of, out of the bush. And God is just so faithful. He's so faithful, and his, he is lovesick over his bride. He is lovesick. And no matter what any kind of challenge you face, it's not the point of the challenge. We're in. No matter what goes on, we're in the kingdom. But they don't know him. And so when he says go, he's going to break through and make a way where there seems to be no way, as long as we don't quit. You know what I mean? Like at any point along that road, we weren't sure if we were going to make the next challenge. And 
And that was only a couple of them. That, that trip was incredible to try and get to the village. They couldn't even believe we made it. So, I mean, God is so faithful. So that's the south and one of the um, tribes. Up north, we'll just play. This is the Maasai up in the north, and they're in Ngorogoro Crater. And the Maasai are a rich people group, but inside the crater is 110,000 people that um, haven't, heard the, haven't heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. They haven't heard the good news. So God miraculously opened up the door and we were able to go in. And this is just a glimpse of that people group in the crater. So the second video, please. God allowed us to bring um, a well, to drill a well in there for uh, 10,000 people. And that's what they're singing. They're thanking God that um, he showed up and changed everything.
Amen, amen. Yeah. So just a little peek into, yeah, what God is doing. <clears throat> amen. Okay. So um, just how many, well, how many of us know that there's a difference between God being everywhere and God being here right now? Amen. I thank God that he is everywhere. I thank God that he's over in Kurdistan right now and all, everywhere around the whole earth. He's with the body of Christ. We're not walking alone. Right. I thank God. Right. And I thank God that right now, right here, he's with us. Amen. Amen. And every need that you have, he's with you in it. We're not alone. Right. So I just praise God for this opportunity here with you. Um, Ryan Hard Bunky said, um, Christianity is not a luxury liner, it, that every hand is needed on deck. There's another brother who said um, that Christians need to be naturally supernatural and supernaturally natural. Amen. That's got to be our reflex. It's got to be who we are. Amen. Jesus said, you will not only do the works that I do, but you'll do greater works than this. Because I go to the Father. <laughs> In Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 4.20, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but power. And the New Living Translation says, for the kingdom of God is not a lot of talk, but it is living by God's power. Amen? Amen. Amen. Receive it. Like I'm, I'm saying these words, the word, Jesus is the word, right? It's alive and active. Wear it. Grab it. Let it get in us. All right? Because that's who we are. It's who we are. Okay? Um, I want to bring you a little bit into a devotion time that I had that God kind of, you know how when you, you, you read through the word, but then all of a sudden you see something you didn't see. You know, you could read it a hundred million times and all of a sudden... And, and so I just want to take you into that moment that um, God brought Steve and I into, right? So um, in the word where it says he, what he, so from Matthew on, we just started, I started underlining, you know, the scripture that says, um, and all this was done to fulfill what the prophet was spoken. And that just started standing out. All this was done in order to fulfill. And somehow, I, was, I had always thought, like, wow, so, wow, they did this thing, and, oh, look, it fulfilled prophecy. Wow, you know? And, and that's how I saw the whole thing, was just like that, with that mindset. But this time, when I was reading, there were places it does say that. But then there were places that said they did this in order to fulfill what was spoken by the prophets. So there, there was an aligning. There was a lineup with what was spoken before, that it's my place now, that if I'm in agreement, I'm stepping into. And I'm going to step into it to fulfill, in order to fulfill. Jesus said, you'll do not only the things that I've done, but greater. Okay, so there's an agreement we, as the body of Christ, need to step into and say, wow, okay. And then what does that mean to me, Lord? Like, how do I walk this out? So it was that. And then the Lord started point. I started underlining in all the places it said Jesus noticed. Jesus noticed and Jesus did. And I just want to take you into that for a second, okay? So in Matthew, I'm just going to kind of read through it 
and then I'll, I'll recap, all right? So Matthew 1, 19 through 22. The angel said, Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary, right? We know the story. She, uh, she will have a son, and you're going to call him Jesus. All this happened in verse 22. It says, all this happened in order to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. Uh, Matthew 2, 5. Herod asked the chief priests, where was Christ to be born? And they replied, in Bethlehem, so it is written by the prophets. It wasn't hidden. This was written. You know, this is, this is what is going to happen. Okay? Uh, Matthew 2, 13 through 15. Joseph warned in a dream to flee Egypt, to flee to Egypt and remain there until Herod's death. Verse 15, this was to fulfill what was spoken uh, through the prophets. Out of Egypt, I have called my son. Matthew 2, 19 through 23. Herod died. The angel appeared to Joseph in a dream. Rise and go to Israel. He went. I love verse 23. He went so that. So he went to, went to live in Nazareth so that what was spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. Amen. Okay? He agreed. He understood. And he moved. And I was I asking myself, would I move to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, would I do that? Like, just challenging my heart, you know? Um, it goes on and on. So we'll say Luke 18. I'll just pick two more. Luke 18, 31. Then Jesus took the 12 aside and said to them, Behold, we're going up to Jerusalem, and all things which were written through the prophets about the Son of Man will be accomplished. Amen. Amen. Matthew Two, I mean, five seventeen. Don't think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I didn't come to abolish. I came to fulfill. That's right. Amen. There's a there was a willful, purpose, strategic, intentional plan of God. Mm, that's right. And we, His saints, His children, His beloved. That's who we are. That's who you are. We're the children of God. Dad is not speaking and hidden somewhere, somewhere secret. He's plain and it's open. No no good father wouldn't want his children to know his voice, to know his leading and his plan and his purpose. Although there's a lot of things we don't know. Sometimes he just locks eyes and says, come here, I want to show you something. You know? He's faithful. He's faithful. He loves us. He's got a good plan. He's got a good plan. And somehow, it's just not always all about us. It's not always all about me. It's not always all about my comfort. You know, it's not, for me, sometimes it's scary. You know, it really is. But he didn't give me a spirit of fear. He gave me a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Amen? And I've got the king of kings is my dad. Okay, so when we show up, that means he shows up. He's already gone ahead. He's called us in. He's pulled back a curtain and says, come here, come on in. You know, come on in. We can be showing a Jesus film, you know, and um, as we're showing the film, 
some of the witch doctors will come in and they're just harassers. They're trying to be intimidators, you know, and we've got some of that going on here, you know, as well. But they'll show up and they'll stand in the crowd and you hear disruption and stuff. And, you know, we have the authority of the kingdom. It's been given. It's mine. It's yours, you know. So what he has us do, like we'll be praying around everyone who's come out to see the film. And he just asks us to go over and just stand next to them. Just stand there. I don't have to do anything. I can just stand there. And they just will quiet down and disappear. I don't have to do anything. It's not a battle. This isn't an, an arm wrestle. Okay? The kingdom of heaven is advancing. Okay? He's leading us into victory. We're being led into all victory. Goodness and mercy follow us. Okay? We're, we, we are the children of the king. This isn't a defensive gospel. We are offensively moving forward. Amen. Amen? Jesus Christ is Lord. So now, Jesus noticed, right? I'm underlining, wow, Jesus noticed. And everywhere I saw he noticed, he did. And I'm just going to read a couple. So um, Matthew 4, 18 through 19. Jesus, walking by the sea, noticed two brothers, Peter and Andrew. He told them, come. Then he noticed in verse 21, James and John, and he called them. In Matthew 8, 14 through 15, I'm sorry I'm reading quick because I, I just want to get through it because I want to just share. Um, so Matthew 8, 14 and 15, when Jesus went into Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying ill with a fever. He touched her and the fever left. Verse 17, he fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took on he took our infirmities and bore away our diseases. Amen. Luke 19:5. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he saw and he said to Zacchaeus, "Make haste, come down. Today I must abide at your house." Amen. Faithful. Over and over Jesus saw and he did. And God just started talking to me. What do you see? What do you see? What do you notice? There's so many things we notice, so many things I notice. And he just started making me feel like I needed to be a little accountable by the things I was noticing, you know? So now uh, it's all tying together with what he's been just like burning in us. Look at Joshua, okay? Here's a man who knew the voice of God. Didn't just hear it, he knew it. He knew it. He went to the Father for everything. He went and he said, okay, we're going into battle. Like, what do we do? And God would say, go in and take, you know, kill everyone. And he'd go in and do it. He unflinchingly just did what God said. Then he'd say, what do I do now? Another battle. What do I do? What do I do? And God would say, well, just take the booty. Do this, do that, take the booty. They go in, do this, do that, take the booty. Next time, no, don't touch it. You know, there's a different battle plan. It's not always the same. You know, it's not the same old, same old. We say that that's a, like a cliche here. Well, how you doing? Oh, yeah, good, same old, same old. It's never the same old. This moment we're in, we'll never be in again. We'll never be in this moment again. This is a now moment. You know, and in the next moment, well, we've never been here. And in one moment, everything can change. Everything can change. Don't just get in the habit of same old, same old, because we'll miss moments. We'll miss some things, okay? 
There's things that we miss because it's the same old, same old, and we can't. We can't be in that mindset. I can't. I can't. God's saying, don't, don't stay awake, stay sober, stay sober and alert. Okay? So here's Joshua hearing, hearing, hearing. Now all of a sudden he loses. God, why did I lose? I don't understand. And God goes, somebody took something that I said not to touch. And he's like, what do I do? And God said, bring all of Israel in front of you. Okay. He did it. Yeah. Then he said, bring, make them all walk. And God goes, that tribe, make them walk in front of you. He's hearing. Yes. Okay? He's hearing. Put that tribe in front of you. They go, well, walk it. That family. Make that family stand in front. Walk. And he goes, that man, it's there. This is it. You know, thing, just write down. Dad is, he's not playing games. He's not playing games. And we need to hear. He wants us to hear. And he wants us to be the head, not the tail. He wants us to rule and reign in this life. In this life. So I'm reading all this. And then you go further. And it says Joshua 10, 11. He killed, it says that hail killed more than the sword. What does that mean? Okay. Verse 12, 13. Joshua said in the sight of Israel, in front of everybody, in the war, sun stands still and you moon. And it says in 13, the sun stood still and the moon stayed. Hmm. Hmm. Joshua heard, obeyed. Joshua did what God spoke to him. In Romans, we know Romans 8, 19, right? Creation is groaning and longing for the sons of God to be known in the earth. Creation is groaning for us to know who we are in Christ, to realize we are sons and daughters of the Most High. It doesn't matter what we're seeing and hearing. Our daddy rules and reigns. We're, we're, we're just traveling through here. We're from a different place. Okay? It's not what it's looking like. Okay? God is leading us and he's guiding us. Creation was... Here was a picture of creation walking with the Son of God. Moon, stand still. Sun, we need to finish this. Creation worked. Hail fought with Joshua. Dear God, how awesome is that? <laughs> what will he do for us? The days are coming. What's he going to do for us, church? Will we believe him enough to say, uh-uh, not on my watch. No, 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 get out of my way. In Jesus' name, sickness and disease, you got to go. Amen. Okay, will we be positioned? Will our faith rise enough to believe our Father for the, best, for the best portions? He said, hey, you're not just going to do the works I do. You're going to do greater. What is, let's, let's even just start at the beginning. Help me, Lord, start at the beginning. Let me at least start doing the works you're doing let alone greater. Help, us, help me to start stepping out in these things now, like these little steps. He's, calling, he's saying this is little. Like They're huge to me. It's huge to me what he did. And he's saying not just that, greater. Greater because I'm going to the Father on your behalf. Okay? 
This is ours. This is our inheritance. This is the unfolding of time for us. What do we have to line up with to stand in agreement with the prophets? There was um, one, I, I didn't read this one, but I love it, where um, Jesus turned to John when he wanted to be baptized, and he goes, come on, John is like, not me. I can't, I'm not even going to touch the sh- your shoelaces, you know? And, and Jesus is like, come on, let's just do this to, to fulfill all righteousness. Amen. Come on. Come on. Come on, church. Let's fulfill. Let's fulfill. The best is yet to come. He, he started this. He knew we would be here in, in the beginning in Genesis. He knew you were going to be here today, this day and time. He knew this season. And he, we've been entrusted with maybe the close of the age. We've been entrusted to do not just his works but greater things. What are you noticing This is what he's speaking to me. What are you noticing? Okay? So now I started. Oh, I have to do one more. Exodus. Okay. Where did Joshua learn this? Right? I started asking God. All right, creation is working with him. Where did he learn? This son of God, where did he learn to hear God's voice this way? And God reminded me of Exodus 33.11. And it says, just one little spot. One little spot. And it says, that the ending of the whole, that one scripture, it says, and the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to a friend. Moses returned to the camp. Here it is. But his minister Joshua, son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the camp. He stayed. So this is before Joshua was, before the book of Joshua. This is before it was his time to shine. He was where? on his face, in the presence of God. That's where he was. So where do we, when we, when we are on, we have to know his presence. You have to know his presence. We have to know the voice of the Father. And in his presence, we can stand there and he, he can talk to us and, and encourage us. Some of us need to be encouraged. He could talk to us and say, don't you do that anymore. But he's not, we're not going to hear it if we're not still before him, if we don't stay before him, to know him. In Psalms, um, Psalms, let me see where I wrote it. You know the scripture that says, I think it's Psalms 32, and it says, I will instruct you with my eye upon you. He wants to instruct us with his eye upon us to lead us which way to go. He's going to tell us which way. How do you instruct someone with your eye? Okay? We're all familiar with it. Especially if you're a mom. Okay? Maybe, a, and, your, and dad. You know, you can. You can be in a party full of people. A room big, bigger than this. And because of relationship, I can watch my son or daughter, and because of relationship, it won't take long for them to turn around and look at me. Through the whole crowd. If I got my eyes on them and I'm just like, mm, and it won't take long, they look back and through the whole crowd, we lock eyes. And when we lock eyes, I can say, good job. I could say, I love you so much. And I could say, you are in so much trouble. <laughs> right? Yeah. So with his eye on us, he will lead us. But we got to look back. I had a, I had a, uh, um, we were um, guardians over a, a young man. It took a little bit 
for him to get to look back. He didn't just look back. I could stare at him, try to, from a distance. It just didn't happen until he knew us. Until he knew us. Until he moved into sonship. When he knew he was a son, there was that connection. So we, sons and daughters, dad's just looking. He wants to connect. Creation is waiting because it wants, he, that creation wants to work with us. Amen? So now I started asking God, help me notice, help me see, help me step into. And now we're in villages, right? And we're driving through. We're deep in the village. Like when we drive out there, there's no roads, right? So we're driving through um, fire to get to a village. Like it was, I don't even know how many, it was a couple miles of fire. Like trying to take paths through the fire that you would not, um, that it wasn't close to us, you know? So you're trying to choose a spot. And we got through the fire. And then we drove um, one more day. And we got to a village. And we set up tent. We showed up the Jesus film that night. The next morning, you hear in the distance this roaring sound. We didn't know what it was until we realized it was a fire. It caught up. It caught up to this village. And we're, we're supposed to show the film. And we were, like, going to take our tents down. But we didn't know where else to set them up. And um, we just asked the Lord, like, we just felt this fire's coming in. And then, it, then all of a sudden you remember, I'm a child of God. You know what I mean? I am. Jesus spoke to the wind. You know what I mean? So we stood there, and as that fire came in, it was taller than this roof here. And as it was coming in, uh, it was four of us, my son and my daughter-in-law, Steve and I, and we stood on the edge of a village, and we just pointed. And it was like, "Mm mm-mm, no way. We We have work here. This village needs to know Christ. And we stood there. It didn't look like anybody was around. We were on the edge. And we just stood there, and that fire came and then bowed down to nothing, and it went out. Amen. Amen. We showed the film that night, and the whole place came forward. The whole place came forward. And when they shared testimonies, they said, we saw the fire bow down. The fire bow. This is God. Like, you are, rep- this is the kingdom. This is the God of heaven. It is it is. So Jesus opened up, got, you know, Moses stood there and parted the Red Sea. Will he do it for you? Yes. Will he do it for us? What are the days coming? What will we do, body? I need you. We need each other. We got get different giftings, okay? We have different, we need each other. This is the body of Christ. Amen. We are, say it to each other, we are the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. I was, uh, some people, uh, all right, I'll, we were walking through a village and we're going hut to hut, you know, and sharing the gospel. And there's this man under a tree. There's a lot of people under a tree, but there was that man. I saw him going around next day. That man is under the tree. It's like, okay. We finished up and I'm like, he's still sitting under that tree. I'm like, God, I'm going over. So I asked one of our nationals on the team, come with me. I told Steve where I was going. And as I was walking up to this tree, to the man sitting under it, he starts crying. He starts sobbing. The closer I got, he's sobbing hysterical now. And the Lord whispered, and he said, they came in through tears. They're leaving through tears. And anyway, there, God, there was a deliver. He was a brother years ago. 
He lost his wife. He was evangelizing the mountains out there. He came to know Christ. He was evangelizing. When he came back to his hut, his wife had passed. And he cried and cried. And he entered into a grief that wasn't God's. And he opened himself up. And he heard what he thought was the voice of God say, stay at that tree and don't move till I tell you. And he was there for about eight years. His family had this hut here, and they said, he does not move. We bring him his food. The tree was this rickety, disgusting, cursed-looking thing. But Jesus set him free that day. Amen? Amen. God is faithful. People here and there will say, oh, you know, that's overseas, and God does a lot of stuff overseas. I don't, you know, it does, we don't see it here. Yeah, amen, amen. I'm walking through the, the uh, mall with my granddaughter, um, she's 16 years old. Her and I walk in. It's Christmas. We come back around Christmas. And we're walking through, and there's this sea of people. You know how the mall is, right? Packed, packed, packed. And as we're walking, this guy goes by, and I hear cancer. And I know it's that man. And he just kind of whizzed by. And I'm like, God, what do I do? And he didn't say anything because we're entrusted, right? He's speaking this message. I got to do something. And I don't know what to say. What do you say? So I ran after him. I touch him on his shoulder, and I'm like, excuse me, sir. And he turns around like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I said, just as you passed, I heard the word cancer doesn't mean anything to you. And he goes, he started crying, and he said he was just diagnosed with cancer. And I'm like, I said, you know, God pointed you out. He sees you. You are not alone. And we got to, I got to pray with him. He cried right there in the mall. It was beautiful. We were in South Africa. And we went in another mall. And as we're walking, you know, the mall, right? People going this way, that way. I'm going this way. And a lady in a wheelchair, her and I locked eyes for a split second. And that happens a lot, right? Doesn't that happen? So, like, that happens. And I saw her for a second. We smiled, and I just kept walking. That was it. And the Lord's like, you noticed. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So what do I do? Now I have to chase her. So I'm like, oh. And I turn around, and I chase her. And the guy pushing her was very intimidating. He was very intimidating. He was just this big guy, long beard, and I couldn't look at him because I couldn't do what I was sent to do if I looked at him. He was staring hard at me. So I was like, ugh. So I went over to her, and I just locked eyes with the woman. I'm like, I'm asking God as I'm running, what do I say? What, What do I say? And he said, he didn't say anything. I knew I just needed to tell her what happened. So I'm like, we locked eyes. And she goes, "Mm mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. I said, Jesus sees you. Can I pray for you? And she goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like that. And I'm not looking at, at him. So I kneel down and I said, what can I pray for? And she goes, you tell me. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So the Lord gives me a word for her. He gives me a word. It was a word of knowledge. I didn't know it. I didn't know. I'm just speaking over her and praying. And then all of a sudden I hear the guy going, he's starting to talk. And I'm kind of trying not to listen. I'm trying to stay engaged with her. And he's getting louder and louder and louder and louder. And then I'm listening. I start listening. And I, and he's, I said, excuse me? What are you saying? And he goes, he's whispering, this is the new wine. 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 And I was like, what are you saying? And he goes, my wife and I, we've been praying, asking God, what does a new wine look like? And he goes, this is the new wine. And I just thank God. You know, it, these are his stories, not mine. I'm not standing here saying, like, any. I'm scared. I'm nervous doing this. You know, but it's the Father, and he knows the story, and he knows what's going on. I don't. 
I don't. But he is, he's challenging me in the word, and he's saying step out. And anyway, turn, we turn around, grab her arm, and she walked for the first time in five years. She got up. We walked down the mall and back, okay? Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Only God. Only God. Only God. Okay? Hear and obey. That's what he's challenging. No regret. No regret. I don't want to go home saying, I heard him, and I didn't do it. You know, like simple little things. It's simple. It's a simple gospel. It's not complicated. We compl- I complicate, complicate everything. I'm like, what's that? There was a time I saw a window open. We sh- shut all the shades in our house, and then we pulled away. It was a- around Christmas, and we came back, and I saw it open a drop, and I heard there's a thief in there, and I thought, oh, how silly. I, I can talk away the voice. I can talk away his voice. There was a thief in there. There was. He said it, and I didn't believe it. Thank you, Lord. Okay? The head, not the tail, is what he wants. to. We, that's who we are. That's our heritage. Lord, help my ears. Help me to hear. Okay? It's in us. It's who he is in us. I was praying for different people, and this one older woman, she looked like she was 90. She, we were in a hospital, and I was walking behind. We were with a team. South Africa lets you pray in the hospital. You can walk in a hospital and say to the whole hospital room waiting in the emergency room, we're believers, we're Christians, we know God can heal. We're going to go and ask you if you want prayer, and if you don't, just say so, and we'll go right, we'll pray for the next person, no pressure. So we were doing that, right? And we were done. It was almost over, and this lady in the back, I go walking behind her. So I was coming around, and I went behind her, and I saw this beautiful grandma, very dark. She looked like a witch. She looked, she was twisted in anger. And I touched her shoulder from behind and I said, excuse me. And she turned around yelling at me and she goes, don't you pray for me. And as she turned around, she locked eyes with me and she goes, don't stop looking. Don't stop looking. Don't stop looking. Something's happening. Something's happening. Only Jesus. I don't know what's happening. It's like, oh God, you know, and I came around and I knelt in front of her and I grabbed her face And she laid her face in my hand. She goes, don't stop, don't stop. And we just locked eyes. And God just does what he does. He just does what he does. That's daddy, huh? He's seeking and saving the lost. You know, and what a privilege he's allowing us part. You know, would we be, creation is waiting on us. And and I'm not, this isn't, again, I'm just sharing with you the things that he showed. This is him. This is him. In church, I was a guest. We were sitting in the back, and I see a lady, and I just noticed her. And the whole service, I just kept praying for her. And then right at the end of service, she got up and ran out the door. No, she just came, squeezed, squeezed, squeezed past everybody and left. And as she left, all I heard the Lord say was, go, 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 like that. And it was like, oh my goodness, I jumped and I ran. I just ran out the door. And now as I'm running, I'm saying, what do I say, what do I say? And, and as I looked in the parking lot, she's already going across. She already was into the parking lot. And I didn't know what to say, and I just yelled out, I see you, says the Lord. I see you. And she turned around sobbing. She was sobbing. It was suicide. It was suicide. And we, I got to minister to her. Only God. He's so faithful. He's so faithful. And I just feel like, oh, my Lord. We're the body. We're it. This is our hour. 
We've got everything we need. He's given it. We just got to agree. We just got to say yes. And we have said yes. That's why you're here. You know what I mean? We have. And, and look at those flags. Oh, my goodness. Like you're, God is sending you to the nations. You're changing. You're history makers. History makers. We're not going to know till it's all done. But every time you put your feet on foreign land, God is moving through you. When you're in your house and your unsaved loved ones, through you, through you, let the love of God be overflowed into your home, into your marriages, to the, your unsaved loved ones, the children who have fallen away, kidnapped royalty. No, 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 come back in Jesus' name. It's our place. We have the authority. Dad's given it. Amen? Amen? The earth is the Lord's. It's the Lord's. And all who dwell in it. Psalms says that the Lord is saying, ask me for the nations. Ask me. They're his. He's asking us to ask him for what's already his. You know why? Because he wants to empower us. Come on, ask me. I want to give them to you. Ask me, do you want them? Pastor, do you want them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dad's just finishing up. And we get the privilege of being his sent ones. Amen? Here and there and everywhere, the only things holding us back is me. Is my stinking thinking that holds me back. That's what holds me back. I just kind of want to close. <sighs> the Lord is good. I was in a doctor's office. Can I share that, right? I was in a doctor's office. We're getting ready to leave to go back to Tanzania. Our, like I said, our time home is like um, December, January, sometimes February. And I have, I have a doctor friend. She's a chiropractor. Tractor, and I just went in to say goodbye and she's like wait in that room I got a lot of things going on so I'm waiting and then all of a sudden she comes in and she comes walking in uh, with a man who um, his head was dropped he kind of was um, he was hurt he was, he was um, drooling he couldn't hold his head up and he was very very hurt and she helping him and she sits him on the table I jump up to leave because maybe she forgot I was in there so I went to leave, and she's like, no, no, no. She said, I came to introduce him to you. And I was like, okay. So she puts this guy up on a table, and um, she, said, I, I, she said, listen to his story. So I said, what's going on, you know? And this soldier, because that's what he was, he was a soldier in um, Iraq, and um, he, got, he was um, driving a Humvee, and he hit a mine, IED blew up, and he was trying to get his troops out, and he said the next thing he knew, he, he woke up in Germany. So he got hit, and he woke up in uh, Ramstein, Germany, and he was blind. He had um, three operations on his head. He had huge scars in his skull, pulling strap metal, and he, they had to rebuild his shoulder. And so he's talking, telling me the story, and he was talking very slow because of all these trauma to his brain. And, um, and I asked if I can pray for him. 
And he said yes. And so I prayed and asked God to open his eyes. And, and then I asked him to pray. And he very simply just said, God, you know, heal me. He heard of Jesus. He knew of him. So, but he wasn't a believer. And I said, you know, it doesn't matter. Jesus believes in you. He knows you. You know, it doesn't matter. So he asked God to heal him. And then, uh, in Jesus' name, amen, and we started, her and the doctor, me and the doctor, just, she started saying something, and then all of a sudden he goes, um, excuse me, uh, something's happening. And we're like, well, what's happening? And he goes, um, I see light, I see light. And we said, well, what did you see before? And he goes, it was only dark. It was only dark. He goes, I don't know, I'm scared. And we were like, well, let's pray again. So we prayed again. And then he goes, I see, he goes, um, I, I, I see shadows, I see shadows. And I held my hand up, he couldn't see it, I held it close, and he saw it. One, two, five, he saw my hands this close, right? Amen. And then um, she went out and sent everyone in the office home. She shut the practice, and we went back in. And we prayed for the next two hours for this man. And God showed up powerfully. And this guy, eventually, he saw across the room, and then all of a sudden he saw color. And then, so he's still standing. I have pictures. I have to show you later, Pastor. He's sitting with his head hung down. And, and then, because God was doing so much in the room, it was like electrifying in the room, and you just felt so excited, and you just want to see him do everything. And then all of a sudden, I get God just, spe- he speaks it. He had to have spoke it, because why would I ever say it? I don't know. But I just said, soldier, attention. And when I said that, he went, he stood up straight. He went from this to straight up, and he picked his head, and his neck cracked. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Only God. Only God. We left for Tanzania. I came back um, the next year. This was last year when we came back. And uh, Joyce goes, the doctor, she goes, he's been in church every day since. She said, he is in church. She said, but if that wasn't a big enough miracle that God opened his eyes, she said what he didn't say is he was shot in the temple and that his um, optic nerve was, nerves were severed. Amen. So God just, re- just creative miracle. Amen. Amen. He's on the throne. He's on the throne. He's on the throne. And you know what? It's not up to me if he heals that person or not. That's his business. But it is up to me to step out. It is up to me to bring the kingdom. It is up to us as a body to not be afraid. I mean, if dad says yes, we all go, woohoo! And if dad says no, we can't be like little kids who get sad and walk away. We still need to go, woohoo! He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He opens and closes the doors. He does it. We, we are to believe for miracles every time. Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. Okay? So that's our part. Because you know what? I know my daddy can. Come on. That's it. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. And God is so faithful. Okay? I shared stories that he did. And there's like a hundred million more. But there's also those times that it didn't happen. But you don't walk away like, oh. Because you know what? I can't tell you how many times that after we left a village, all the miracles happened. 
There were tumors that people delivered tumors. Women, women passed tumors. There was witch doctors who had tumors that disappeared. That after we prayed, finally this village opened up, and we went through and praying, and we prayed over this blind lady, and she just was laughing, which was, I didn't know if she was making fun, I didn't, but it doesn't matter. And we left, and when we went back to the village, they wouldn't let us in again. They didn't remember us. Uh, and um, all of a sudden, this lady comes walking in, and she goes, that's them, that's them. And it was her. God opened her eyes after we left. He did that over and over. I mean, he does his thing. Let him, he's God. Amen? Be encouraged, body. He's so faithful. You know, it isn't about me and what I'm thinking. It doesn't matter what I add up. He's, he's God. Just do it. You know, we want obedience from our kids. Do what I say. Just do it. Sometimes we'll tell them why, and sometimes it's just because I said. So it doesn't matter, okay? We're grown-ups now. So we don't have to ask the same question still. You know, he's faithful, whether I feel it or not. Because if I go by what I'm feeling, I'm not doing it. Many times I will not. Many times it's too scary. Many times it's intimidating. My last story, just as we were leaving um, Tanzania this year, we come out of the bush, and we got to Dar es Salaam, and we're just kind of exhausted. You know, we live in a place where there's no electric and, you know, no bathrooms and stuff, and um, so we're coming out, and we went to a restaurant. Yay. It was very exciting. And, <laughs> and it was on the Indian Ocean. Beautiful, you know, really beautiful. And as we walked in, it was open air. It was just a roof. And we walked in, and that lady is sitting there. Whatever it was, her. And as we walked in, it was like an immediate war in my spirit. It was war. And my hair stood up on my arms. I was like, babe, do you feel this? And anyway, and we walked over, and I'm saying, God, what's going on? The lady was sitting at a table with, she was a young girl, uh, probably early 20s, with two older men, and immediately he whispered, you know, trafficking. That's how we felt. If you felt it in the spirit first. And then we walked over, and now I'm saying, like, okay, what do you do, God? Like, you know, I could sit there and just pray, because that's comfortable, that was comfortable. And, I, and there's times I just do that because sometimes you just don't. But he's got the keys. He knows. He just needs us to say, be willing, you know. And I can talk myself out of it every time. I really can. If I listen to me, I can. So I sat there. We, sat, we just sat down, and it's like the Holy Spirit's like groaning in me. And I'm like, what do I do, Lord? What do you do? Like, how do you do this? I don't know. I don't know how. And all I heard was, be a mom. It's like, hmm. So I got up. It's like, big pray, you know. <laughs> and I got up and I walked over and I locked eyes with her and I said, you, look at me. And I said it in Swahili. I said, follow me. And I walked away and I sat down on a bench. I'm going, oh God, let her come, let her come. And she came. She came. And she sat down next to me, and I'll tell you, it was on. That's it. You know what you got to do, right? So I got to rebuke her and pray for her and wash over her in the blood of Jesus. She gets to start life all over, all over, all over. Start over. Amen. So we, we were there for about a half an hour. 
And I said, you know, I gave her money to go home, not to Dar Salaam, go back to your village, get out of here, and go do what you know is right. And God is faithful, he'll care for you. And she goes, how do I leave? I said, just go grab your bags and leave. That's it, just go. And we went back together. I went past the table, she grabbed her bags, and she went, see ya, and she just took off. And to this day, we're writing each other. This was just um, in, around Christmas. Amen. So thank you, Lord. She's still writing. She's home. She's standing with her mom, her family, and God is making a way. Amen. It doesn't, like it doesn't, uh, we don't have to be afraid. Don't fear. Don't fear. You know, what is man going to do? doesn't matter. We actually called my daughter Nikki because we sat down and Steve's like, those guys were furious. We sat there and we were like, we didn't know if we were going to be followed home. We didn't know what was going to happen. And I called my daughter Nikki in Orlando and I'm like, just letting you know what happened because if something happens and we end up going home, you know the deal. Like, at least you know the story, you know. God is faithful. And it doesn't, the rest, those things don't matter. We're in. They're not. We're in. We're in. Okay, so he is lovesick over his bride, lovesick over his bride. I'm going to just close with this scripture. Ephesians 1, and when you have a chance, read the whole thing, and you probably already know it, but read it again. Okay, read it again. Take every word in. But I'm going to, I would love to just read it to you, but we're going to start at just 22 and 23. And I want to speak it over you. I'm reading through the Amplified, so, okay. And he has put all things under his feet and, he, and has appointed him the universal supreme head of the church, which is his body. The head of the church, which is his body. What's his body? Who's his body? The church. Yes. He is the head. The church is his body. He is the head of his body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. For in that body lives the full measure of him who makes everything complete. Who fills everything everywhere with himself. In you lives the full measure. The full measure of, of him who makes everything complete, who fills everything, everywhere with himself. I've never seen a head walk around without a body. It don't happen. He's given us the mind, his mind. We have the mind of Christ. He's the head. The body does what the head says. The body does whatever the brain tells it to do. The body does it. The body does not say no. If it's a healthy, you're, not, you're going to do it. And it's our time. He has given us everything we need. We lack nothing. We lack nothing except the agreement. We lack nothing except our loudest yes that we can give the Father. Our loudest yes. Because Revelation says that... They're, they wore garments of white because they washed themselves in the blood. How do you have white garments when you wash in blood? But we're the bride. That's who we are. He gave his life 
for us. Isn't it fitting that the bride would give herself for him? Nothing hold him back, church. It's no more. Like, let this be a no more moment. I'm not going back. No more regret. No more do. This is it. Let's step into this assignment. It's ours. We're not alone. Anyway, I just bless you. I bless you. My brothers, my sisters, family of God. Beloved, precious bride of Christ. We can do all things. Can you say it? I can do all things. Through Christ, who strengthens me. I can. We can. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father. You know, when we're out there as missionaries, it's not easy. But with the grace of God and knowing who you represent gives you that strength. And for me, to doubt that he is not present, there's a lot of us who think sometimes God doesn't hear us or alone. And if we are saying that, we're actually saying God is not a good steward over our lives. But he is. He is the greatest steward. And he enables us, he gives us the abilities. We have all the tools that we could ever need if we just believe. So let us pray. Father God, thank you for all that you do for each and every one of us. We thank you because we are the head, not the tail. We thank you because you enable us to do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We thank you that you give us the wings as eagles to fly above every situation. Every situation. We thank you for what's ahead. And I pray, Lord, that each one of us here would reach the mark you set before us. And that we would hear your voice and go to notice and to be aware and to step out in faith, even though we don't see the road ahead of us. We thank you, Lord, because we trust in you. You are the beginning and the end. Thank you, Lord. May your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. You know, Scripture tells us, draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. How many of you would like, do you want to walk in that, what you heard tonight? How many of you are hungry for more of God in your workplace, in your, in your everyday life? <clears throat> Well, this is, this is how you get it. Draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. Are you ready to turn 
turn the corner, to turn a new chapter, and have the next chapter be so much more powerful than the last chapter. You know, we have, we have a choice in front of us tonight. The choice to either go on as it's been, or to turn that chapter. We have the choice to say, you know what? I'm finished with the way things were. And I want more. I'm going further. We have a choice to repent of a comfort zone that has stopped the kingdom of God from advancing in your circle of influence. And that happens only by this Scripture, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Today I got a text message from someone. They said the Lord told them something to tell me. He said, here comes a move of God to the church. Are you ready? I saw a revival hit the church. I saw the place was packed. God told me to tell you to get ready for many salvations. It's time. And he went on and talked about how that we are going to need to prepare as a church to, to, for the many. That we have to position ourselves in preparation and so, we can, either, we can either sit down and sit back and think back to this weekend as that was a nice meeting, remember when. Or we can say, you know what? I'm taking the brakes off of me and I'm going all in. Lord, we're going all in. All in, Lord. And I invite you, I invite you to come invade this space, Lord. Bring in by your spirit the understanding and revelations, Lord. We draw near to you tonight. And we hold nothing back. We surrender fully to you. And we invite you to have your way in and through us, in our communities, in our workplaces, in our homes. Lord, do what you said you would do in these latter times, in and through us, Lord. We're not content to just sit by and read and hear the stories of old and, and watch it being done in other countries. But Father, we desire you here now in Lancaster County, in our, in our places of work and worship. Lord, I lift up the churches to you in this county and I ask you to pour your spirit upon them. Cause an awakening to happen.
Father, we repent of the times that we have allowed our comfort zone to stop us from chasing the one and going after the lost one. When we've, when we've allowed our comfort zone to hinder us from being bold for you, we just repent and forsake of that right now, Lord. Father, I ask you for a fresh infilling of your spirit in this house. I invite you, Lord, to fill us full with a boldness, with a focusedness, with a realization there's only one reason we're here and only one. To serve you, to lift you up, to glorify you. That we're not our own, but we belong to you. Go ahead and just talk to him in your own voice. Tell him with your own mouth. Father, I bless you. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Father, I ask you for the lost of Lancaster County, for the lost of York County, for the lost of Chester County. Father, I ask you for the lost of Pennsylvania. You said to ask you for the lost, and I'm asking you, Lord. I'm asking you to send them into our path. Lord, to arrest us in the right moment, to bring them into our vision and into our, our seeing, that and give us boldness in that moment to speak to them. Give us a boldness, a knowing, Lord, to, to do exactly what would bring them into the kingdom of God, what would arrest them, what would, would encounter them with your love. Father, I ask you for more than what we've experienced before. Lord, I'm asking you that when we open our mouth and that when we declare your word, that you stretch forth your hand in signs and wonders and miracles, that when we speak your good news, that you take away the blinders from their eyes and from their ears, and that you encounter them in that moment by your spirit, and that repentance would come and, and that they would enter into the kingdom. Lord, I'm asking to be a part of that. Father, I lift up our Ethiopian brothers and sisters, the congregation. Lord, I ask you to put a supernatural draw on them and that you would bless them and that you would work through them and that you would bring revival into their body and that you would draw people that need to hear the gospel that are of like mind and heart of them and draw them into this body with them. Lord, I lift up the church next door, the church of Christ. I ask you to encounter them. Father, touch that pastor. Touch those people. Lord, I ask that you would cause an outpouring, an outflow to happen in this place. Just bring people into that house that don't even know why they're there, Lord, but that you draw them. 
Father, bring people, bring people into every church in this, in this region. Lord, cause an awakening to happen in these churches. Father, we lift up threshold to you right now, and I ask you, Lord, by your Spirit, to bring a hunger and an awakening like they've not experienced yet on them. Father, we lift up Pastor Jake and, and Jeremy to you, and I ask you to, to touch and fill them so full and overflowing that everyone that, that is with them would also be encountered by your Spirit and love and a heart and a desire for what you want to do in and through them. Bless them. Cause them to grow and expand. Father, bless, bless the church that they're meeting at, the, the building. The, cause, bless them for opening up their building to threshold. Thank you for doing that, Lord. Thank you for doing that. Father, we lift up Faith Church and their pastors to you. And I ask you to, f to fill that house with your spirit. I ask you to cause signs and wonders to happen in that house. I ask you to touch them, Lord, cause an awakening to your word and the reality of your spirit to happen in that house there. Lord, we lift up the worship center to you. I ask you to fill that place full of your spirit and knowing of who you are, of who's, who you are, Lord, of what you want to do in that body. Just break the doors wide open. Father, there's so many places that have been steeped in religion and it's all form and and it's not, it's not real relationship with you. And Lord, I stand in the gap on their behalf. <laughs> Lord, I, I ask you to pour your spirit out upon the Mennonite churches, upon the Amish churches and gatherings in this county. Father, cause an awakening to salvation, an awakening to your spirit. Cause an awakening to come in, this, in these places, Lord. Father, I'm asking you to touch Lancaster Bible College in a special way. Lord, just interrupt their classes and their services. Lord, cause an awareness of your presence to arise in that place. Lord, touch every individual that is coming onto the property with a, an understanding of who you are, of the reality, of the urgency of this season that we live in. Fill them full of your spirit. 
Lord, I ask you to grant repentance, to gift repentance to the people, to the believers that have grown cold, to the believers that have backslidden in this county and, and have begun to focus on other things. I ask you to gift them, Father, with a repentance and a hunger and a desire for you. Lord, cause the movie theaters where they're showing this movie on Jesus, Lord, to just revival, to break out in these places. Cause a hunger to burst forth in this land across our nation, Lord. I'm asking you, Lord, for revival in our nation in these United States of America. I bless you, Lord. You said that you would do it in the last days. You said you'd pour out your spirit. Father, you said that you would pour out your spirit and that their sons and daughters would prophesy on all flesh. So, Lord, we are asking for it now in this season. We're asking for it now in this season. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I ask you to break our hearts for what breaks yours. Move us for what moves you, Lord. Give us your eyes to see. Give us your ears to hear. And your heart that we would pray in your will. That we would know what you want to accomplish this day, this week, in this season. That this February will not end without you doing what you want to do in this month, in this time, in this place. Lord, we draw near to you. We draw near to you, Lord. You're so awesome. I worship you, Lord. You're so awesome. I bless you. Thank you for being good to us. Thank you for being so patient with us. Thank you for, for blessing us with so many good things. Thank you for salvation and for the blood. Thank you for, for healing me. Thank you for healing. Thank you for the testimonies that you've, you've done in our lives. Oh, I bless you, Lord. I worship. I worship you, Father. I worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I worship you, Father. Come on, let's just worship him, church. Let's exalt him. Father, we exalt you. Worthy is the name of the Lord. Worthy is the name of the Lord. Jesus, be exalted. I worship you, Jesus. You are worthy of all our praise. You are worthy of my praise, Lord.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. You are worthy. You are worthy and I exalt you. You are the king above all kings. Lord of all lords. You are my Lord. Lord it over me, Lord. Lord it over Church of the Word International. Thank you for healing me, Father. Thank you for redeeming me. Thank you for setting me free. Thank you for saving the, my life. Thank you for saving the lives of my children, my family. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you that you gave your love to us and that we're the apple of your eye. glorify yourself in us we submit to you we surrender our ways our wills to you our thoughts of how it should be Lord we lay down all the forms of of how things need to be and Lord just give you full reign and full place in our own personal life can you say amen to that church we give you full reign Lord we bless you Lord
Oh, I just love the weightiness of God. Amen. Amen. Let's do this. For the sake of organization, could you all find a seat for a little bit? I know you want to sing and dance and shout and jump and all of that, but um, this will make this will make what we do next a little bit easier and a little more organized. So we're gonna, in a moment here, pass the baskets for the missions offering, and instead of uh, me leading you in prayer over that missions offering, what I want you to do is let's take the time as the baskets are being passed and you personally lift up the places that you're sowing into and investing into you personally with your mouth pray for that place and and we're just gonna stay praying until the basket is done being passed and then we can um, we'll do one more thing before we leave so if you need an envelope uh, just raise your hand high the ushers will bring one to you if you do not designate your missions offering to any place in particular, then it will go into the general mission fund and be dispersed from there to the different needs that we have. All right, go ahead and pass the baskets. And if you're not quite ready for it, just hang on to the basket until you're ready. Fill it full, send it on its way. And let's take this time and, and deliberately pray for these places that you're sowing into. All right, before we dismiss, I want you to do one more thing. Because as the body of Christ... Our times of coming together corporately are a very small reflection of who we are created to be, right? Because as we go out of these four walls, you're going out into the mission field and there's work to be done. But the people that are going out, the people that are sitting on either side of you, they need encouragement. There's things the Lord wants to do for the individuals sitting here. So what I'm going to ask you to do, we're going to take a moment of silence in a little bit. And, and let's check in with the Lord. Is there anything you would have me do? <clears throat> Anyone you would have me encourage? Any, anything you would have me do tonight here in this place to these people before I leave the building? That's the personal request to the Lord. So, Father, I ask you to reveal to us tonight 
how to be your hands and feet to each other, to your body, what part you would have us do tonight. We're here, we're willing, and we're available, Lord. And now let's just take a moment and silence ourselves and listen to Him, what the Spirit would say to you on the inside. So when the Lord speaks to you in an impression, in a sense about something, or maybe it's a picture, or maybe a word, or maybe a face comes up to you, then you, you just press in a little bit harder there and you say, okay, Lord, what about that? All right, one way that we love God is we do His bidding. Amen? And so be bold. Be bold. Be willing to, to be weird. I mean, the Bible does say His people are a peculiar people, right? All right, we love you guys. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. It's so fabulous to see all of you here tonight. Hallelujah. There's just nothing like family. Thank you so much for coming, showing up, being part of our worship tonight. I'd like to encourage you in the Word of God for our worship time from Psalms 108. Every psalm is just packed, but Tonight, Psalm 108 seems special because trusting in the Lord in our daily life sometimes feels difficult. But last week, we talked about how God created all the stars and he called them all by name. So when you think God's fallen off the throne or he's not listening or wondering if he knows what's happening in your life, just remember, he calls every star by name. And he certainly knows your name. Psalms 108 says, Oh God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. I'll awake lute and harp. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among all the people. And I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your mercy is great. Do you all know that? His mercy is great. And it's great above all the heavens, and your truth reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O oh God, above the heavens, and your glory above all the earth, that your beloved may be delivered. Save with your right hand and hear me. God has spoken in his holiness, and I will rejoice. Give us help from trouble, for the help of man is useless. But through God, we will do valiantly, for it is he who shall tread down our enemies. So our eyes are on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He's our answer for everything. Amen. Let's all stand up as family tonight. Let's posture ourselves, lay everything down at his feet. And with a heart of gratitude, let's thank him for the good and faithful father that he is.
Well, the battle's been won. The battle was won at Calvary and in the tomb. The resurrection power of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, has been paid for each and every one of us. Praise the Lord. We come from a position of victory. We sit in heavenly places as born-again children of the living God. That's our position in Christ. Hallelujah. The battle is already won. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus, we thank you. Our hearts are filled with gratitude that long before the foundations of the earth, the plan of redemption was laid out for each and every one of us. The Father called us by name, and his faith is there, and it was there for each one of us to say yes to the redemption plan that his son Jesus would come incarnate, take a body just like ours, and come upon and be born of a woman in the earth with flesh and blood, and walk among us and show us the great redemption plan of the Godhead. And we're living, breathing, walking, talking children of God because of the cross and the empty tomb. Father, thank you so much that one day we'll step into eternity with a glorified body for all, for ages and ages to come in your presence forever and ever. And you said in Ephesians 2, 7, that for the ages to come, you will show us your exceedingly great kindness towards us who are in Christ Jesus. So the question is, are you in Christ Jesus tonight? Are you in Christ Jesus tonight? Well, if you are, let's say thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood that was shed. Hallelujah. He's a personal Savior that needs a personal response from each one of us. And, you know, that is a, a one-time deal, but it's a continual every day, isn't it? Mm. That we thank him, that we give our praise and our worship to him. It's an expression of our gratitude and our heart for what Jesus did for each one of us. Amen. Well, I'm so glad you're here. You're glad you're here tonight. Amen. It's going to be a fabulous Amen. night in the presence of the Holy Spirit and the Lord. So turn to somebody because we're all family and tell them how much you love them because one way we love God is by loving one another and the children may be dismissed at this time to their classes amen father bless them as they go well good evening everyone what a beautiful evening there's so much joy in this house tonight do you feel that Do you feel the presence of the Lord here well, I'm sure glad I'm at church. How about you? <laughs> well, we'd like to welcome you. If you're here for the very first time to Church of the Word International, can you raise your hand so we can recognize you, clap for you, celebrate you a little? I miss over here. Well, of course, our guest speakers. We're so glad you guys are here. And I am. it's such an honor to have them in our house. Honestly, I, I just get the best of it when I get to host 
And these are a very special couple, so I'm excited they're here with us tonight. Stephen's parents. All right, well, we're going to prepare to return the tithe to the Lord. So if you need a cash envelope, if you need an envelope for your cash giving, you can uh, raise your hand. And if you're giving by check, you don't need one. But if you're giving by credit card, please fill out all of the blanks. We actually need all of the blanks filled out to process a credit card donation. You know, the tithe belongs to the Lord. Leviticus calls it the holy portion. But, you know, we want to act on the word and obey the word out of hearts that love God. We want to love God. We want to honor him. That's why we, that's why we um, obey his word. But, you know, I want to bring out tonight that it actually, there is a portion that belongs to God. And in Matthew chapter 22, I know we know this story, but, you know, Jesus spoke to this. And it was where the Pharisees went out and tried to trap Jesus. And they asked him, you know, do we, bring, do we pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? And Jesus says, you know, pull out a coin. And so they're holding up a coin. And he says, pay to Caesar, give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. He kind of like tacked that on the end there. They were asking about paying this tax. And in the context of money, he says, give back to God what is God's. Well, what is that? What, what is that? the Lord's portion. You know, tithes and offerings have to do with honor. They have to do with the heart. And you see that if you read in Malachi, um, that whole book is on honoring God. And it was showing up in the way they handled, the way they were doing tithes and offerings. Their lack of honor was showing up in that area. So um, it's just going to be revealed. If you have honor for the Lord, it's going to come out in this way and in this manner. In Proverbs chapter 3, it talks about how to honor the Lord. It says, honor the Lord with your wealth. That is the Lord's portion, is honor. It's due his name. He's worthy of it. And honor is to value. It's to place a value on something. And it says here, here's one way we honor the Lord is with our stuff, with our money, with our Finances says wealth, and with the first fruits of all your crops, or some translations will say increase, or your yield, with the first of it, the best of it, not the last portion, the best of it. You know, in our house, we do it, it's off that first 10%, that first portion of the check, not once, well, do we have enough to give some left over to the Lord? That's not honor. That's not placing a value on him. Because he comes first. And the greater degree, the more you uh, catch a vision of honor and have a degree of honor for the Lord, you'll see this. And it'll just clear up things for you. And, and you'll, it'll be a joy and a privilege to be able to give to the Lord in this way. It says, then, now this is where it's different for, you know, with Caesar, you give to Caesar what is Caesar's, they're not giving back to you necessarily. They're not looking to bless you. But here the Lord says, you honor him with your, with your stuff, then your barns, your storehouses will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. See, when you honor the Lord, he honors you. He is such a good God. He's such a caring God, a providing God. And we love him. Don't you love him? And you want to honor him with your stuff? Well, I'm thankful for what, how he's, you know, he has brought us out of a miry clay. I feel like that. I think, I look back over my life and I see where he's brought us from. 
and how he's freed us up, and I just want to honor him with my, with my resources. You know, it, some people say this, you know, it all, it's all his. Well, notice he said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. If it was all God's, why did he say give some of God's to Caesar's? I mean, you know, it all comes from him, and it should all be surrendered to him. But, you know, if I give Karen something, if I give her a gift, if I gave it, it's hers. So he gives us all things richly to enjoy, but now there's a portion due him, and it's the honor. It's the tithe. It's the first fruit, right? We'll take a hold of your tither offering. Let's pray over that. Father, we just want to worship you tonight. And so we, we thank you for being so good to us. We thank you for providing for us. We thank you for freeing us up for delivering us, for guiding us, for being our friend, for being our father. Lord, we just present you these tithes and these offerings as part of our worship and and from grateful hearts. And we thank you that we will ask you to show us how to be more of a pipeline for you, be more of a blessing to those around us, how we can advance the kingdom of God with these resources that you've entrusted to us. We thank you for this in Jesus' name, and amen. And the ushers can pass the baskets, and the people will give to the Lord. Okay, Monday night, there's a team department head meeting at the Rock Home, 7 p.m., so if you're part of that, I'm sure you already know about it. Also, this week of March, well, not this week, but the week of March 6, we're starting our home group series. I believe our pastor has some things he will speak to and share about that, but if you haven't already signed up, I encourage you to be a part of our Home group series. Youth and young adult gathering is going to be at the Freedy's house tomorrow night. So that is going to be a fun time, I'm sure. I've talked about this before, but if you haven't heard, you now have an opportunity to host the youth in your home. So, and you don't have to, it's not that just for youth parents, it's for anybody. If you'd like to host the youth and be a part of that, um, you can reach out to Josh and Alicia and we'll get you signed up. And I'm sure it's going to be a great time for all. And it's a way to connect and bond together from all age groups. Amen? All right, Pastor, you had some things to share. Good evening. I'm really excited because we have a wonderful opportunity tonight. Uh, A a special privilege and treat. And we'll, we'll elaborate on that in just a little bit. Um, before we do that, let's talk about home groups. And on, on March 5th, that week is when we are starting home groups again. And so I would strongly encourage you to plug into that which is available to you. You know, a church is not... Um, the, these four walls, if you treat these four walls as a marketplace, that it's just a place where I go to get what I need, then you're going about it all wrong. Right? A church is so much more than that. It's not about just what you need, but it's about you being with like-minded people. People that will encourage you, that you will encourage them. People that the Lord will speak through you to them. Right? And so, not only do we get fed when we go to a group like that, and are we built up, because that's one of the things that's supposed to happen in the gathering together of the assembling of yourselves together is that we're to encourage each other, but go to those meetings looking to give something 
And I'm not talking an offering. I'm talking, um, yeah, it'll be an offering, all right, but I'm not talking money, right? But give what the Lord puts into you to someone else to strengthen them, to build them up. The other part of this is, is that our home groups, you know, if you call this your church, and if you believe that the Lord speaks to you through the shepherd that the Lord's put in this house, me, then I'm telling you there is food to be ate that you need to eat at those home groups. Those home groups are important, and here's why. Did you know that God is not your problem? A lot of people think God's holding out on them. That, you know, I've been asking, I've been waiting, and somehow God is the problem. He's the one that's not giving or releasing the blessing or, or giving me my healing. And the, and the thing of it is, is God is not the limiter in these situations. We are so often the ones that limit how far we go with the Lord, how deep we go, the things that we experience. You know, in Psalms, it says that the children of Israel limited the Holy One of Israel. They limited Him. They put a stop on what He could do for them. And I don't know about you, but for me personally, I want to get out of my own way. Right? And this home group that we have is about dealing with offense. And there's not a man, woman, or child in this building tonight that does not have to deal with this issue. It affects everyone. All of us have people that we need to forgive, need to release. It's our daily walk, right? Probably you forgive each other as spouses more than anyone else in the room. And so it applies to all of us. And we forgive our kids. Our kids forgive us. And so being able to do that and release and do it in a godly way is what this book is about. And equips you to take away the hindrances of unforgiveness in our life. You know how many times that Jesus, when He would talk about faith and He would say, pray and ask and do this, and He'd immediately go into, and oh, by the way, forgive. How many times, you think Mark eleven twenty three, the famous faith verses, right? That whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and don't doubt in your heart, but believe the things that you say, you'll have those things, whatever you say. Well, in the next two verses, he addresses the issue of now forgiveness. Because that is the number one thing that stands in the way and hinders us so many times. So all of that to encourage you to don't think that, well, you know, I'm, I'm beyond that. As long as you have flesh and bone, you're going to have the opportunity to, to continue to develop and walk and, and release those who wrong you. So the sign-up tables, are, are they in the back or downstairs? In the back. So you can sign up there. I, I do realize and understand that, you know, we all have schedules and sometimes maybe the, the meetings don't work out with your schedule and all of that. We're not criticizing you if you cannot be a part of it but we would definitely encourage you to be. And if you cannot, at least get the book and, and read and go through the book on your own and allow the Lord to do a work in you in that way. Our home group leaders, why don't you guys all stand up that are leading the home groups? So if you're here and you're going, well, I don't know who they are. Well, now, now you know who they are. So after the service, you can go up to them and say, hey, can I come to your home group? And then they'll say, sure, go to the back and write your name down there. And how many of you are coming? All right. An update on this week's meeting down in Richmond. We had a very good time. Jen and I went. We took along Josh and Alicia with us and just had a wonderful time with them. 
a time of, of recounting the goodness of God and telling one another what the Lord has done in our lives, and then a Bible teaching as well. And so our next meeting, we're now moving from the weeknight to a Sunday afternoon. Our next meeting will be March 5th at 2 p.m. in the afternoon, and uh, we're still looking for another b- meeting location so that we have more room. Um, but if you would like to be there, um, just let me know and we'll make sure that you also have the address so that you can come and join us there. They, um, I've had so many people say that, you know, they're really looking forward to being able to come up to Pennsylvania and visit and, and see all of you. And um, so one by one, they'll come in here and we'll introduce them as they come. We are going to take our missions offering, if you're wondering about that, at the end of the service. As you know, once a month, we put a special focus on that and sending our little, what we call them, little green soldiers, right? That's what your dollar bills are, little green soldiers. Sending them out all over the world to accomplish and equip those people that are working in those locations and places. Yeah, both of you come. Let's do something fun. Stephen, he'll like this. Come, come up here, all the way up here. We're going to take a selfie. I've never done this before in this way, but Stephen, he'll get a charge of this. Okay, everyone, wave. Awesome. I'll send it to Stephen, and he'll be, they'll be encouraged by that. We have the treat of having somebody here that I feel like I've known for a long time. Because though, many of you know Stephen and John and Mirabella from Kurdistan, right? You know, they were in Turkey, and now they're in Kurdistan, and they've been here. And some of you have spent time with them, have, have been there and visited them. Well, we have their parents, or Stephen's parents, with us tonight. And so they, coming out of Tanzania, they'll share with you what they're doing and the opportunities that, that you have in partnering with them, as well as bringing us... The, uh, a teaching and Word of God. Um, what I would ask you to do, what I do with everyone that comes through here, is ask the Lord, am I supposed to be a part of this? And He'll minister it to you if you're supposed to be, and then just do whatever He tells you to do. You know, their, their greatest supporter tonight might be sitting in the, in the room, right? And, but more importantly is that we all serve the King, and he's the one that arranges and, and, and unites people and brings them together. So pay attention to the Lord and allow him to um, direct your heart in that. I'll remind you of this when I take the offering, the missions offering, but I want to just say it now too in case you're during the middle of the service making out checks and stuff. So we have Stephen Mirabella and we have Stephen Mirabella. So when you make out, for years now, we've been supporting Stephen and Jana in Kurdistan. When you make out a check and you just designate it Mirabella's, it's still going to go to Stephen and Jana in Kurdistan. If you want it to go to Stephen and Donna, see, it's getting more complicated all the time. If you want it to go to Stephen and Donna, write down Mirabella, but write down Senior or Africa on the check and we'll know who you're talking about and who you mean it for. 
But because for so long it's just been standard that Mirabella is, there's only one, right? Over in, in Kurdistan, if it comes through the offering that way, that's still where we're going to designate those funds. But we'll send it to mom and dad when you, or write down mom and dad on it. We'll, we'll know what that means. <laughs> mom and dad Mirabella, there you go. Why don't the two of you come and um, we'll pray over you.